0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the 49ers Faithful Fan Podcast here. My name's Connor. I'm going to be the host of the podcast, as usual. Uh, I know it's been a really, really long time. It's been actually over a month since my last upload, so very, very sorry about that. I've uh, just been pretty busy with a bunch of other stuff, but you know what else is new. Um, But today, I think now with school being over for me, and, uh, me having the day off of work today and me having some downtime, I feel like today is actually the perfect opportunity to, you know, catch up on some things, kind of just go over the last, uh, I'm I'm going to go over the last three weeks because it's been about a month. So I think three weeks is not going to leave that much of a gap between the last episode and this one. So the last three weeks for the 49ers, basically I'm going to be going over that and, just discussing, you know, injuries and everything like that, because, and primarily going to be talking about, I'm going to go over the last two weeks, kind of like roughly, but uh, this game yesterday, um, I'm going to be going in a little bit with greater detail and kind of just what to expect once again from the 49ers going forward for the rest of the season with the, um, like, what is it the three remaining games that they have on their schedule right now? So so without further ado, let's get into it. Um, but before I do, hope you guys are having a really great and safe holiday season with your family. And just hopefully you guys are making the best of um, your guys' current situation, no matter what it may be. And hopefully this podcast give you guys some you know, relaxing time, some downtime. So if you guys are listening right now, thank you guys so much. The support does mean a lot. But without further ado, let's get into it. So the past three weeks have been kind of a roller coaster emotionally for 49ers fans, kind of. So you come off that great win against the L.A. Rams, sweep them for the season. You're back in the playoff race. You're looking pretty good. And then you go into Monday night against Buffalo, which the 49ers were, in fact, favored coming off of that L.A. Rams game. And I honestly thought that the 49ers would be able to compete with the Bills. Uh, it was pretty evident that they were not able to compete with the Bills and Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked absolutely amazing that game. There's really nothing that you can do about it. He just looked so poised in the pocket. Didn't look like pressure really threw him off. Like throw him like nothing really threw him off of his game, which is absolutely insane. I think Josh Allen and um, you were able to see that last night as well when they hit, handed to the Steelers their second straight loss. So I mean, Josh Allen looked amazing. Cole Beasley absolutely torched us. And just the, the main takeaway I had from that game is that the defense is the defense is very subpar, which has been pretty evident this entire season. But like I, that game was a great example that we need a corner that we can run man on like that. We can have go one-on-one with top wide receivers because the 49ers are primarily a zone defensive scheme. They like to put their corners in zone. Richard Sherman thrives well in zone coverage as of right now. And once you switch to man, there's no way Richard Sherman can cover Stephon Diggs one-on-one and Jason Varett can't com- Jason Varett couldn't cover Stephon Diggs one-on-one that game either cuz he got put on skates. But I still love Jason Varett though. Don't get, don't get me wrong. He had actually a really good game yesterday as well. So but just that game kind of proved that corner is a very, you know, a really top priority given that Emmanuel Mosley and K. Wall Williams were both out last game. So you had players like Akella Witherspoon come in who somehow got out of Kyle's doghouse, which good for him. He made a couple, I think he made like a player two. But to be honest, I didn't really watch the whole game because I kind of got tired of watching the product on the field. <laughs> um Kind of contradicting for a faithful fan of knowledge the entire game, huh? No, I'm just kidding. But it was – it's just that LA Rams – or not the LA Rams game, sorry. The Buffalo Bills um, game last Monday really put into perspective that corner is a really top priority, especially when Richard Sherman, the news, is, like, making it seem like he's not coming back. Which, to be quite honest, I get that his veteran presence in, the, in like, the locker room and his, you know, like, his – ability to mentor younger corners is very very it's like a really big asset for this team but as far as play wise goes I don't think that it's going to be as big of a loss like personally I believe that siding Jason Verrett back to a deal is and uh siding Jason Verrett Kwan Williams both of those corners I feel like should be a bigger priority than re-signing Richard Sherman, to be perfectly honest. That's just my take. I know that's a hot take for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people still don't like Richard Sherman, especially after those comments that he made that said that he was gonna it was gonna take a miracle for them to um for him to come back. And John Lynch didn't like that at all, I don't think. So it's not really looking a return for Richard Sherman's not really looking lightly, in my opinion. I think that's not one of the biggest things to worry about to be perfectly honest I'm kind of content with him you know parting ways like I said I feel like Jason Verrett getting him back under contract and getting Kwan Williams back under contract should be a bigger priority because Jason Verrett has proved this season that if he can stay healthy he is a re- very good corner in this league and and Kwan Williams is by far I feel like when he's healthy the best nickel corner in the NFL he's very underrated I've said this on multiple occasions but those guys should be signed. Um, that's my biggest takeaway from the Buffalo game. The secondary needs to be addressed. We need a corner that can go one-on-one with top wide receivers like Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, DeAndre Hopkins, because we're going to be facing him tw- two times a year. DK Metcalf, just like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Like We need, we need a corner that can go uh, one-on-one whenever the defense does switch into those man situations when the zone defense is getting absolutely torched. So – that was my biggest takeaway. That was one of my biggest takeaways. Um, and I'm not talking about the offense because I'm going to be talking about the offense about for the Washington game. So the Washington game yesterday, I feel like the Washington football team is actually a very underrated team. Uh, I feel like they're fi- trying to, I wouldn't say underrated, but they're fighting, they're very, they're a good young team. You know, Terry McLaurin is a very, very good second year wide receiver. Um Chase Young is solidifying his case for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Montez Sweat is making a big leap from his rookie season. And I just feel like the Washington football team isn't getting enough credit that they deserve. Yes, they beat the Steelers last week. They handed them their first loss of the season. But a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's just a trap game. And that could be true. The 49ers had a similar situation last year against the Atlanta Falcons when the Falcons came into Levi Stadium and handed the 49ers a loss that kind of that kind of you know spoiled the, the trip, well, that didn't really in theory spoil cuz they still ended up with the number 1 seed, but they tried it was just a, it was a trap game. It was a game that was expected to be won by the 49ers and it just was lost in the final seconds. So a lot of people are saying that was a trap game, but I feel like the Washington football team is actually better than a lot of people think. Yes, Alex Smith did not look particularly good in that game. Uh, he did re-injure his surgically repaired leg, so Dwayne Haskins did get to play a little bit. So, but... And all due to Alex Smith, by far, I know I've been talking about Jason Brett making like a case for comeback Player of the Year. It's 100 going to be Alex Smith because what after everything he went through is just absolutely insane that he's like playing football at all, playing NFL football at all. But like he's able to lead his team to wins. So, I mean, it's insane what he's been able to do. So hats off to him. I want nothing for the best for Alex, well, nothing but the best for Alex Smith. But the thing that really irritated me last game wasn't the defense because the defense didn't give up any offensive touchdowns uh it was the offense the offense really annoyed me yesterday and here's why um for those of you that watched Debo Samuel did get hurt on the very first play of the of the game actually not even the first like offensive position well it was the first offensive possession for the 49ers but the very first play from scrimmage out of the entire football game Debo Samuel took a jet sweep for nine yards out of bounds clearly re-aggravated that hamstring injury that sidelined him for a good part of the season so we don't really know too much as of right now as we're recording this I'm recording this like Monday morning so we'll probably find out on a little bit either later today or maybe tomorrow I'm not sure but Kyle Shanahan did say in the press game conference that or I don't know if it was a, a post game press conference excuse me but I did see after the game that's not looking good which in that case Debo Samuel should be shut down for the entire year I don't feel like I feel like he shouldn't be rushed to come back. I feel like he wasn't ready to come back, obviously. Um, I feel like the main reason why he didn't aggravate that injury sooner is because the he didn't really get a chance to touch the ball at all until the fourth quarter of uh, the Monday Night Football game, and the game was already over at that point. So, But he gets hurt 1st play scrimmage. He was visibly upset, which I don't blame him, so... It's looking, like, it's looking like he might be done for the rest of the year, which, honestly, I feel like that's the best that is the best case scenario for him being shut down for the rest of the year because, to be quite honest, after these last two weeks, I don't see the 49ers being... Mathematically, they're not eliminated from playoff contention just yet. They're not eliminated from playoff contention just yet, but I see it very unlikely for this team to make a playoff push. And, to be honest, I don't think it's worth it because I think George Kittle should be staff for the rest of the year. Uh, I honestly don't think Jimmy should be sad. I feel like Jimmy should be brought back, and you know, because if he if he sits out for the rest of the year, he's without a doubt coming back next year because it, they're not going to think it's fair for him to be cut after this year. But because of all the injuries like that he sustained and everything like that, but anyways, I think that's the best case scenario for them to rest these players. Uh, Raheem Moster did get checked out for a concussion. He was cleared to come back. Trent Williams had a little scare there, came back. But the, the the offense primarily I'm, like, frustrated with is Nick Mullins in the quarterback play. And some part goes to Kyle Shanahan because I don't understand why Nick Mullins wasn't pulled at all. Two of his turnovers. Um, actually, his, I think, I don't know if he turned the ball over more than two times. I know two of his turnovers, if he had more than two turnovers, honestly. But two turnovers he caused. Um, he got strip-sacked. Chase Young to return it for six, and he threw a 76-yard pick six while the 49ers were driving down the field. So his play, I just don't like the way that he plays, to be quite honest. There are a lot of throws. I I understand that Kendrick Bourne primarily, Not I'm not trying to call him out, but he did drop a lot of passes. But the throws that I watched him make were pretty inconsistent and inaccurate, or inaccurate, sorry. Uh, high pass low pass kind of like all over the place really not really putting it on the money and there was a scary throw to Jordan Reed which I saw somebody on Twitter was saying that he was gonna get in a they were gonna slap box in the in the locker room and I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case because Jordan Reed has been frustrated with Nick Mullins for a couple weeks I feel like because he's been constantly overthrown underthrown put into ridiculous situations so I mean Just the quarterback play is very subpar. Uh, It's very evident, especially after this game, that no quarterback. I I know a lot of people are still riding with Jimmy, but I don't think – I've said this on multiple occasions. I'm saying this again. There's no quarterback on this roster that is going to play – is going to fulfill the system as much Kyle Shanahan wants. Yes, Jimmy is the best option on the roster, but I don't feel like he's the best option overall. I my opinion is still the same. I feel like this team should either trade for a quarterback or they should you know sign a quarterback in the offseason, whether that be free agency, trade, sign, I I or draft a quarterback. I don't know. I feel like this this team needs a change at the quarterback position because I, I feel like the quarterback position is holding this offense back. Because Brandon Ayuk is putting up like he's putting up. I'm not gonna say ridiculous numbers, but like let's look at it. I'm gonna pull up his stats for the last few games because our last night he had 10 receptions for 119 yards and i feel like the offense I, that's one of the also one of another reasons why i believe that Devo Samuel should sit out for the rest of the year because it gives the offense a chance to run through Brandon Ayuk i feel like right now so i doubt i highly doubt that he's going to well he needs 400 yards uh he needs or i think he needs like 3 he needs 340 yards in the next in the in the next 3 games so he needs about like 110 yards a game at least to be a thousand yard wide receiver in his rookie year, but he's over 500 yards, which is as you guys know, or some of you may know, the 49ers haven't had a thousand yard receiving receiver, a thousand, yeah, a thousand yards uh, receiver since uh, Anquan Bolden. So it's been kind, it's been it's been a long time. So here are his numbers. I'm gonna show. Let's see. Start from uh, the Patriots game. So the Patriots game on October twenty fifth, one hundred fifteen yards, six receptions, one hundred fifteen yards. Seahawks, eight receptions, ninety one yards of touchdown. Uh, Saints, seven receptions, seventy five yards of the touchdown. Last week against the Bills, five receptions, ninety five yards of the touchdown, and then last or yesterday, ten receptions, one hundred and nineteen yards. So as of right now, he has fifty receptions for 600, 60, uh, 660 yards. He's averaging thirteen point two yards uh, per reception. Uh, four touchdowns, and he also has, I think, two rushing touchdowns as well, maybe. Um, it's He's slowly but surely becoming the number one wide receiver of this offense, especially with Debo Samuel not being on the field. I feel like this is the best opportunity for him. I feel like... Once again, I feel like holding Debo Samuel out for the rest of the year, especially if he's in, if his injury is as bad as they, you know, think it is. I feel like the offense. This is the best case scenario for Brandon Ayuk if he could stay on the field and not have, because you know, he has missed, he's missed games this year. He's missed actually a like a good amount of games this year actually. Um, I feel like. The offense should be running through him for the rest of the year. It's three games. I think that's a good amount. I thought the offense should just run through him and just see what he can do, to be perfectly honest. Because even with Nick Mullins as his quarterback, he's putting up, like, let's see here. Ever since, I think for the last two months, ever since week, uh, let's see here, one, was that? so that's two, three, four, five. Ever since the Sunday night game against the Rams, or is that, wait, yeah, that's this. I think that's the Sunday night game against the Rams. I don't know. Uh, yeah, octo, yeah, October eighteenth, because he didn't play the second game against the Rams. Uh, October eighteenth. Ever since that game against the Rams, he's been putting up at least fifty yards. Actually, the lowest of the last like four or five weeks are seventy-five yards. So he's putting up at least seventy-five yards a game, which is pretty good, pretty darn good for Ricky. Not nothing compared to like Justin Jefferson or anything like that, but I feel like he's one of the better wide receivers out of this draft class, which is stacked, by the way. Absolutely stacked. But on the other hand, let's look at the guy who he's, who's been throwing to him, Nick Mullins, and his stats are absolutely god-awful. Uh, let's see here. Abs- well, not god-awful, but they're not good. <laughs> So uh this season, uh I think three career or three starts this season. I think this is his third start. I think it is not his third start, never mind. I I don't know what I was thinking. But this season, he has ten touchdowns, ten interceptions. Not the best. Last night, two sixty yards, a touchdown, and an interception, and he also got strip sacked for a touchdown. Let's not let's not forget that. And he threw a pick six, so two of his two of his turnovers. Both of his turnovers led to six points the other way, so let's not forget that. And then the Bills game last week 316, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and the Rams game that we somehow won off a field goal 252, zero yards or zero touchdowns, excuse me, and in an interception. He's throwing he throws for at least 200 yards a game. I know his average is a little over 200 yards a game, which is actually pretty good. Um, he hasn't had a game where he's thrown under 200 yards a season, but just the touchdown to interception ratio is very, very poor in my opinion. But I mean, I th- just him in general is like, I see the announcers talking about how he, he would be like a very good starter on another team. That may be true, but like I don't see it. Maybe I just don't see him fitting in this system at all. I feel like now is the time if he were to go to another team this offseason, is the time because he's 25 right now. So I think that maybe now is the time for him to, you know, expand. I don't know if, what his contract, current contract situation is, but. Like I said, the QB situation on this team needs to change if this team wants to keep their Super Bowl window open because to be quite honest with you, if the team if it keeps going like this where key players are getting injured every year, this team's Super Bowl window is already closed. And I hate to say it because I feel like this team's Super Bowl window is actually open for a while. If they're at full health, they're going to be the, the Super Bowl window is high, but I want to see a mobile quarterback on this roster next year or I, I just want to see a new quarterback on this roster next year whether that be like Matthew Stafford I know people have been discussing Matthew Stafford and he would look at I feel like he would be very very good in our system because Matthew Stafford has never had a good running running system behind him he's never had a good running back room he's never had a good a fantastic defense like the 49ers have when they're at full health and Yes, he's had great receivers. Obviously, he's had Megatron. He's had Calvin Johnson, but he's going to have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. So I feel like Matthew Stafford would thrive in this system. Matt Ryan has also been another topic that's been discussed. I wouldn't mind, you know, at all. Just I need we need something to freshen up. But if I had to choose, I would choose either trading for a quarterback that wants to get out, like Deshaun Watson. Uh, I understand that that would cost a lot of draft capital and maybe some other players as well, but I don't care. Um, For those of you that do know me like in person, uh, I've been very vocal about the 49ers drafting Deshaun Watson ever since he entered the draft in 2017. And the 49ers had the opportunity to draft him. I wanted the 49ers to draft him second overall. They ended up picking third overall. Still had the chance to draft a third overall. And they chose Solomon... They show Solomon Thomas, which we all know how that's worked out, most likely not returning after this season. but i I don't care. i I want I just I want a mobile quarterback. I just want a mobile quarterback in this just like for for the love of God cause e- even if it means like investing high draft capital in one and one having him sit behind, like, let's say we keep Jimmy invest our first round pick because as of right now, if we keep our first round pick this year, it's going to be a decent pick. If, if, if we keep going on the track, because the only team that I see us beating out of the next three games is maybe Dallas, maybe, maybe Dallas. So, which is our game next week. I'm pretty sure. Um Dallas is the only game that I could possibly see us winning. So, because we have to play uh, Arizona one more time. Then we also have to play Seattle uh, the last game of the year, which I, I just don't think that we could win either of those games. Yes, the Cardinals have been kind of, you know, the last three weeks uh, leading up to yesterday. They've been pretty poor. And then the Seahawks have been kind of eh. But I just don't – I think both of those teams are still better than the 49ers, and especially when it comes to divisional games. I feel like those teams are going to kick it up another notch. I just don't feel like the 49ers right now – you know, they did prove me wrong. They beat the Rams, and, you know, it kind of got my hopes. up. be like, oh, well, they can still make the playoffs. And don't get me wrong, they still can. I just don't think I think the quarterback play is really what's holding this team back, as well as the secondary. And I know a lot of people, and then don't get me started on Mike McGlinchey. I'm not even gonna talk about him, dude. Like he's just he's up there too on my on on like player or things on this team that get on my nerves. But I feel like quarterback in the secondary, and maybe an in interior yeah, quarterback, interior O-line, and corner or yeah, quarterback, sorry, quarterback, corner and interior offensive line are the three top needs for this team because quarterback – I've been talking about this all day today. It's just not – I just don't – I just don't see it working out with any three of these guys on the roster. And, yes, I do feel for C.J. Beathard because of his brother and his whole situation and everything like that, so I don't want to see him go. And he's shown glimpses. It's just that, like, none of these guys on this roster are people, I think, that could put us over the top and, you know – Just, like, give Brandon Ayuk a good quarterback. Give Debo Samuel a good quarterback. Give George Kittle a good quarterback. This team will be absolutely... This offense, specifically, will be absolutely insane if they can... If, and this is a story for the 49ers, if they can stay healthy at full health with a good quarterback, this team is a Super Bowl contender off-rip. And I, I will stand by that. I will totally stand by that. And... A lot of people want to blame Kyle for – not a lot of people, but I know some people want to blame Kyle for the team's, like, recent – like, for the team's poor performance. Um, I don't. I honestly don't blame – yes, he's made, like, some questionable play calling, but, like, you also have to keep in mind that this is not the offense that he wants to run. Well, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have the players that he wants to run. doesn't have the quarterback that – I don't even think he wants Garoppolo at quarterback, but he has no other choice – doesn't have his QB one, doesn't have a tight end one. Um, quote unquote wide receiver one. I don't think Debo is gonna be a wide receiver one. I feel like he's gonna be a wide receiver two, and uh Brandon Ayuk will turn into a wide receiver one. Uh, but one of his chess pieces on offense, Debo Samuel, out like is, is has been out for the majority of this year. Um Brandon Ayuk has missed a couple games back and forth because of the whole COVID list situation. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is a decent wide receiver, not really on the same level as Brandon Ayuk and um, Debo Samuel. And his running backs are constantly injured. Uh, Ricky Mostert and Jeff Wilson are pro- the best – two best backs on the roster. I don't see Tevin Coleman coming back after this year, and I want to see Jarek McKinnon gone after this year because he just doesn't get the ball at all, and he, he he's not even playing at all, and he's getting paid too much money not to you know be on the – or to not be on the field. So – Jared McKinnon and Tevin Coleman are most likely looking done. Um, Kyle Juszczyk is a priority. I feel like Kyle Juszczyk is a very top priority because he's one of the key components. Him and George Kittle are probably the unsung heroes of this offense. They're make, what makes the offense go round. So, Kyle Juszczyk has been pretty co- consistent as far as health-wise. He's rarely missed games if he has. So, but, yeah, so those are my three, you know, those are my takeaways from the last, like, two games specifically, but the Washington, so last week against the bills secondary needs to be addressed. And then after yesterday's game, the offense or the quarterback situation needs to be addressed. And I understand that the offensive line hasn't really played to their fullest potential, but you have also have to think that Weston Richburg isn't coming back after this, or isn't coming back this season. And then on the defensive side of the ball, D Ford needs to go he needs to go. I'm sorry. I understand that he's like at full health. He's like an absolute problem on defensive line. Maybe they'll keep him. I don't know. Kind of depending on how his, you know, you know, how his recovery is going. But he played one half of football and that's absolutely it. So and then Eric Armstead needs to produce more. Kerry Hyder and Dion Jordan both have more sacks than Eric Armstead this year, which is actually doesn't really look too well when DeForest Buckner's balling for a team that's in AFC playoff contention and um we kept. We chose Eric Armstead, who isn't producing anything. So, those were just my takeaways from the game, uh, from the last couple weeks. So, just my opinions haven't changed. Honestly, the quarterback situation needs to be addressed in the off season. I don't care how it's addressed. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be changed. Um, the only, the only thing I'm fine with bringing Garoppolo back as long as there's, as long as there is. Sorry, I can't speak today. As long as there is a uh, successor in place whether that be uh, a zach wilson out of byu whether that be like trey lance someone i don't like i i don't care at this point or if it's signing a guy like matthew stafford matt ryan or training for i i want deshaun watson so bad on this team deshaun watson deserves better and this team would actually give him weapons around him just like just put, just put the, the the number four that Nick Bolins wears. I want that number on Deshaun Watson after this year, which I highly doubt's going to happen. But I, I would love to see it. So that's basically kind of just what I wanted to come on here today. I know it's been over a month since I uploaded. I kind of just want to get uh, content on the ch- on the podcast channel. So yeah. It's basically my thoughts and everything Um, before I end this real quick because I have about like two and a half minutes or two minutes left before I reach max time. Um, I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel for this because I want to expand my platforms, my content creation. So look out for those. I'm going to be doing football-related videos, not just 49ers, just like sports in general, honestly. Um, I might be changing up the podcast a little bit to, you know, like widen my stuff. So... I really hope that I can, you know, find time to, you know, create more content. And then also, if you guys want to be on the podcast, please reach out to me. Um, if you have my Twitter, you can shoot me a message. Uh, wherever you find this link, just find just find me. Shoot me a message on anything that you can. Um, I, re- I would really appreciate having some people on. It kind of gives a uh, new perspective to look at and also just provides more content as well. And it's also a fun time. So if you guys are interested in talking about football, please reach out to me. But even on the YouTube channel, if you want to create content as well. And I could do stuff on Madden as well, like, like content creation on there too. So I might be streaming maybe. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate all the support that I've had on this podcast ever since I started it. I want to create as much content as possible and still have it be good quality for you guys so thank you guys so much for listening hopefully you guys are having a safe and wonderful holiday season with your family and i'll talk to you guys in the next episode have a great day you guys